Warning. This podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the great pleasure of chatting with James Lawton. The reason why I think this is a great pleasure is a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with somebody else called Lee, and I think that was the first time on the pod that I've spoken to somebody else called Lee. And as you know, um, my business is called Get Knowledge, and this is James Lott from Working Knowledge. So this is the first knowledge-based podcast episode. James Lott, how the devil are you? I'm very well, thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, honestly, an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. So for those people who don't know who James Lott is and, and working, what is Working Knowledge, who is James Lott and what is Working Knowledge? Ah, so who is James Lott? That's a big question, but I am... MD and founder of Working Knowledge. We founded it 17 years ago and we specifically exist to help young people in particular get fantastic careers. And we believe the best place for them to really thrive is with entrepreneur-led scale-up businesses um, where they can really shine. Wow. So 17 years did you say you've been doing it for? 17 years. I can't believe it. Where were you? When you thought that this was a good idea, and and how did you how did you develop that that the idea the the thought to then do what you're doing? Well, when I when I think back, my very first job, Lee, was teaching sailing. So I grew up in Kent, um, on the beach in Kent, and we messed about in boats. And I could sail before I I could swim. You know, it's just yeah. what people did. And then my parents, at age fifteen, moved me to the middle of the country in the Midlands. And not only was I a fish out of water with a very southern accent in the yeah. middle, um, but also I had I lost my horizon. I couldn't see the sea. You know, where, you know, where, where, what does anyone do around here? So I started teaching sailing as a way of getting out of the Midlands at, in my holidays and, and going down to the sea, and um, uh, and just got involved in that. And the thing, what I learned, I, I was learning. Uh, first taught at a place called Rockley Point, which is now called Rockley Water Sports. Fantastic organisation. And we were teaching everybody from, from people that are sending their, their kids, all young people sending, uh, so six to 10-year-olds. And parents would send their kids away and they would be, they would be charged by to be taught by me, age 16 and above, and a whole bunch of us. Or the council will be sending people, these are these are kids and they can't be taught. They can't go to school. So let's send them to the sailing club and, and they will be, they'll look after them for that week. And I'm just amazed on two things. One is how you can completely transform a young person's life at that age by teaching them something practical and pragmatic that's not in a classroom. Wow, what an amazing thing that was. And the second thing was how the person, the people that I was working for, created a business around the passion and innovation and creativity of equally young people. We were just young teens responsible for 40 um, uh, six to 10-year-olds in boats on their own in the middle of the sea. And um, 
we had to be innovative. We had to be creative. We had to, you know, really share our passion and all that kind of stuff to really get what we want from it. And that really stuck with me. Those two lessons really stuck with me. Started my own business uh, in 2000. Uh, first new, new business was in 2000, actually, uh, my, my own business. Um, I, I was lucky enough to sell that one. And uh, then I was looking around to what I was going to do next. And in uh, 2004, five, I met my then business partner and we created Working Knowledge. And it was all built on this passion of what does talent look like and how do you get that talent into entrepreneurial businesses in order for those businesses to scale and, and um, thrive? Well, so I guess the, the, the most natural question now is, how oh, do you do that? <laughs> um the the key thing is what talent looks like i love working with entrepreneurs because they're rule breakers so so a young person who has gone through an educational process that may have suited them or not um often because of accidents of birth they may not have had a great uh education experience they the local school was not that good or not go, go good for them they might be dyslexic brilliant thinkers, but not great grades, um, all that kind of stuff. So, so what does that talent look like? And we've, we've literally worked with over 30,000 young people. We know what talent actually looks like and how you can use that talent. And most entrepreneurial type people are the same, just like, I don't need to know what you've done. I don't need to know what your grades are. I don't need to know that you had an opportunity to go and do Duke of Edinburgh or whatever it is. Or as good as all those things are, I want to know your potential. And whether you are open to the idea of learning great stuff, taking on responsibility and floating up as my business floats at the same time. Um, and therefore, it's brilliant working with that, that kind of environment, that, those kinds of people, because we can put in front of them, look, this person has talent, you know, and, and it doesn't look like it on paper. In fact, we'd never share a CV with our entrepreneurs when we're introducing somebody to them. We'll, we'll demonstrate to them how what their potential is. Wow. Well, so if you don't share a CV and you've used the word talent um, a number of times, um, what is talent to you, James? And and how do how do young people demonstrate their talents? So one. So let's think. Let's okay. So let's think. What what are what's the core talent here? So one for an entrepreneur or any business owner or any business for that matter, any organization, when they're recruiting, they're thinking, first thing they're thinking is, is this person in front of me or is this person on, on an application or whatever, are they going to make my life harder or easier? You know, it becomes, it's a very personal thing when you're doing it and you're not thinking about them and giving them a chance or whatever. It's just like, it's, it's down to us here. And so for a young person demonstrating their potential, then they have gone out of their way in their own in whatever environment that they've grown up in to to grab opportunities as they are presented and lots of that might be doing some work for whatever organization hospitality um, customer service retail or whatever from a young age they may have done Bits, and we often find this is an issue they've done amazing stuff we were chatting to somebody the other day and only in passing did this person mention that oh in lockdown you know i didn't have much to do so i built a computer you did what yeah i built a computer and then i built a desk out of 
out stuff I picked out of a skip in order to put that computer on and that kind of stuff. And just like, that's the kind of thing that really actually makes you sound really good as a digital marketer, potential digital marketer, because you, you're just like, you're problem solving, you're looking at things, you're looking at the world in a different way, you're making ends meet, you're kind of being innovative and creative in that kind of way. So anything that people can do and demonstrate it, but a lot is also around how you then brand yourself and how that as a young person, you can put yourself in the shoes of the person you want to go and work with and what they're looking for so teaching them empathy one you talked about that about about cvs and we don't share cvs what we do is that we will set a uh, a candidate a potential candidate a challenge to do where they can demonstrate what what their potential is so you know we focus on digital marketing as our, our kind of entry point into working with entrepreneurs and so we would set them a, a particular challenge, which might be, you know, understand this, this particular brief from the client, um, which is to do a, a um, to focus on Midlands engineering businesses, uh, the owner managers of those businesses, SMEs, five to 25 people, let's say. Um, and you want to get them to um, respond to a specific lead magnet that's been created. So a, a calculator or something like that. Um, and so, so you've got to create a 200 word blog and you've got to, got to do 20 tweets to, uh, to go alongside that blog. Um, so they have to understand the brief, do a whole load of research, um, produce something of value and submit it on time. Um, those are four key characteristics as a potential employer you want to know that they're capable of. Will it be perfect? Of course, it won't be perfect. They don't have the domain expertise at all. And they've got lots and lots to learn. Um, but you'll get a really good insight of their potential. And, and all of this at a young age is about potential. Um, and are they, are they able, therefore, when you, when you then start quizzing them, to, um, to take criticism to want to learn to self-criticize well I could have done it better in this way if I was doing it again I'd do it this way as well so it's all that kind of attitude towards learning and wanting to get better gotcha gotcha so um when we talk about did you say 30,000 youngsters or 30,000 young, young people that you had worked with since um uh, since, since the start what do you of those 30,000 what makes them um stand out what make because i guess there's a lot of people a lot of young people now um and what makes young people stand out so not how do you help young people stand out but what makes the young person in themselves stand out do you see after working with thirty thousand people well so so where we where we started was that we worked in education so we would run these events where we bring in all of these local business people and they would meet young people in a in a entrepreneurial type setting and and we do this less so now but we were able to access some government funding to do this and it was like for want of a better word it was a dating service if you like what I mean it's just like that's what a young person could look like um that's what the value a young person could bring to you and how did those people stand out so First of all, um, lots of people are um, 
reluctant to take on young people because they believe the media type hype that they're all hoodie wearing, knife wielding layabouts and definitely no good for their business. Um, even though often they've got their own teenagers sitting at home and their teenagers' friends that come in and they, they don't feel that they might be that. Um, but there's so much risk around that. And then they go along and they meet those young people and they found that they were they were innovative and creative. They wanted to listen and learn. They were really inquisitive. They made them feel good, actually, as, as the entrepreneur themselves. So like, oh, actually, I know loads more than I thought I did. And actually... I'm presenting it to these these young people and they want to listen to what I've got to say that, you know, what a great fulfilling experience that is for me, actually going through that process. Um, and 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 at the same time, in their questioning, because they're unencumbered by years of experience and that's narrowing our focus, they're asking the questions that we've forgotten to ask ourselves often within a, within a business setting. And that's why from a digital marketing perspective, it works so well because an entrepreneur, most of the entrepreneurs that we work with are similar age, I would suggest to you and I, Lee, you know, they're, they're, they've had some years experience and they've gone through the mill a few times. Um, and we look at digital marketing and we look at the whole digital platforms and social media and think there's no way we know anything about that. You know, the young people are living and breathing it all the time. We'll let them in to come and do some of that because I'm never going to understand it. Um, actually, using social media personally is a very different thing to using it for a business. And, and, you know, but they're not afraid to be able to use it. And the entrepreneur is unafraid of allowing a young person to come in and do that. Why we start with uh, uh, digital marketing is, hey, most scale-up entrepreneur-led businesses need help setting up in-house digital marketing um, within their organisations. But also, it's hugely quantifiable. So um, the results are increase in sales. So was that young person any good? Yeah, they were great. Want another one? And do you want them in logistics, business admin, finance, IT, all those other areas where it's harder to demonstrate the value that they might come and bring into the organization? Yeah. What's the, what's the dream for you, James, at Working Knowledge? Um, what's the dream is, is that we help you know our current thing of the next five years that we want to help another five thousand young people to um launch fantastic careers with wonderful entrepreneur-led businesses and seeing therefore those businesses thrive as these young people come in and bring their energy with them and is it apprenticeships or is it um yeah i guess is, is it apprenticeships where they start or is it um in in um full-time careers yeah. what where is it this how 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 does that transition work yeah. from from young person to person working with an uh, uh, entrepreneur-led business so we looked at so um we kind of fell into the apprenticeship side and and i'll explain that in a moment how that kind of happened but but um yes we are our product what we are offering entrepreneur-led businesses is funded via an apprenticeship um, so our, the training and the support and the coaching that we're offering is funded by the apprenticeship. Um, and because we're a training organisation, we're able to access and work with government funding and make it really cost effective for the entrepreneur, therefore. But actually, our Digital Marketing Academy is for the whole business. And so 
we're not letting the entrepreneur off the hook at all here. You know, it's just like you as the entrepreneur are the person with the best understanding of your customer base with the and you know why you set up the organization and you've got all these wonderful case studies and you know how to answer all this stuff. The problem is you don't know how to and don't have the time to um, broadcast that to the right audience. And so what we do is we come in, we help you recruit if that's necessary, or you might already have somebody, but you may have had somebody through a Kickstarter or something like that. You've already got somebody in the organization and you put them on to the academy and that, and then they join a group whereby they effectively, they join a marketing department with a, with a, a with a business marketing coach that is supporting them um, and then we have these visiting trainers who are experts in like SEO or pay-per-click or lead magnets or email marketing or whatever that come in and support them through the process. And so, but it's the whole, so they're the doer that's turning the handle and getting this stuff out, but it's for the whole business to set up this rhythm and this ability to get the right marketing out, get the right marketing done, actually. Gotcha, gotcha. No, no, makes makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. And what you, you talk very passionately about about what you do, who you help, and, and how you help them. Have you always been? You know, I guess where's that where's that passion coming from? What's what what is it that gets you excited about it, James? Like I have, I, I seem to have an innate desire to see young young people thrive i love it you know just like some of the stories and you know it's hairs on the back of my neck stand up you know it's just like wow you know that they're, they're here and for whatever reason that you know it's life is not necessarily delivering what they thought it was going to for them um or they keep hitting their their heads against glass ceilings and just like i'm better than this i can do better than this i'm just not being given the opportunity and we're not a charity so we are never expect you know so if people aren't performing, then they would, then they should go. This is about business, you know, totally. Um, but it is about people that wouldn't normally get opportunities because of a variety of different reasons, being put into an, envi- into an environment where they truly thrive. And, and some of that is tough love, you know. We we really push people, and sometimes it, you know it can go to tears, and sometimes you know it's really hard. But you can do this stuff. You can you can do it, and it's hugely satisfying um, yeah. doing that. And and just the whole, you know, I was chatting to one of our clients, just going through the way we do our recruitment process. Completely, tra- they're an IT business. They could not find people to do what they wanted to do, and it's a massive problem within it and um and that and then just from going through the recruitment process that we offered them they suddenly were just like well actually we can grow our own it professionals let's start creating our own academies to bring people in and how will we go about that and bring that our kind of stuff and just that whole transformation of you the way a business can grow etc yeah and I, I mentioned, if you don't mind, Lee, I, me, I mentioned yeah. earlier how we kind of fell into apprenticeships and, and um, we were running these events and lots of the business owners were coming to me afterwards and saying, James, you're letting me down. I'm just like, I'm letting you down. How, how are we letting you down? You know, and he said, well, I, I came along to your event not expecting much and 
you blew me away. No, you didn't blow me away. Those young people blew me away. And I just see the wealth of young talent that we have that constantly gets pushed down in the media. And actually, they were fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But how do I get them into my business? And that's, I don't know how to actually get them into the business now. You've introduced me. You've opened my eyes. But how do I get them in? And at the same time, it was Lord Sainsbury's review on, on skills. So back in 2016, skills in the UK and preparing us for the next 50 years, which led to the whole change in apprenticeships and the introduction of the apprenticeship levy. Um, and then we suddenly found ourselves um, sitting in front of huge brands like Marks and Spencer's and Enterprise Rent-A-Car and, and, and Mighty Group and others. And we ended up setting up some apprenticeship programs for them um, spotting talent that they wouldn't normally do. So they had really effective graduate schemes, but what about people that didn't go to university or dropped out of university or, or whatever? You know, how can you find different talent? But I'm not a corporate animal. It, you know, it's not the right place for me to be. Um, we learned a huge amount for, from that. Um, but then, then we came back to our roots, which is with entrepreneurs, and just like, okay, so how, do, how can we use this fantastic funding that's available to help our, uh, the ones we love, the entrepreneurs, yeah. build their businesses more. And that's how we kind of fell into apprenticeships. Gotcha, gotcha. No, makes, makes perfect sense. I guess if we just put working knowledge to one side, just for a second, if you were a young person starting mm -hmm. again, James, and working knowledge didn't exist, how would you try to stand out in the market as a young person? I would... Utilize so uh, there's, there's a few things on this. So number one is get yourself a LinkedIn profile. Um, no question, that is the best way that you can learn and start to, to start to have conversations with the kinds of people that you could potentially go and work with. So LinkedIn, absolutely, it's it should be standard fare within education that young people leave with an effective LinkedIn profile. And knowing therefore the difference between LinkedIn and Snapchat or any other social media that you're using, LinkedIn as a professional platform, how do you engage with people? And reaching out with people in the right way, just people want to help, people are, people are on the whole nice and, are, and are, enjoy being asked stuff. And so if you are putting yourself as a young person and um, and then uh, um, putting yourself out and just like, I want to get into a particular industry, can you help me with my first step? Um, you know, is my, is my LinkedIn profile looking right for people within that industry? If you start make, having those kinds of conversations, hugely helpful. And I really kind of think, you know, there's this, the old school tie is dead as far as I'm concerned. LinkedIn has killed that off. So if you're putting yourself out there and representing yourself um, in, a, in, a, in a positive professional type way, whatever your age, you will garner fantastic support from a community, which will lead to opportunities going on. Yeah, so LinkedIn that. is the number one thing that I would do. And then, and then, um, it's around having had those conversations saying, you know, I want to go into industry X. What could I do in order to better my opportunity there? And they might say, well, if you had a job in retail, we really like people from retail. 
into this sector because you get all of that great customer service bit and you have to prove that you know you turn up on time and you work late shifts and all that kind of stuff and you might rise very quickly into a managerial role and that kind of stuff so go go for retail now and act on that go and go and do those things and make that work and learn from that you know and and people talk about transferable skills and they're absolutely there because you didn't have much else to offer when you're young of course you don't so go and do something could be volunteering as well that's really important people forget about that as well and that could be well i just i'm organizing for the sports team that I, i play with all that kind of stuff Um, And then finally, the big thing for me is have passion in something. It doesn't matter what it is at all. It might be particular series, you know, crime series on Netflix. But if you can talk passionately about why you like watching that in in any opportunity, in any social side, then when people see your eyes light up, and suddenly, you know, you're alive and you're talking, that's what we want to know. There is a spark there for you and that and that can be channeled into lots of different ways but you need to demonstrate that you're passionate about something yeah love that linkedin learn and have passion those are the those are the, the i guess that the mental notes of the three things that that you that you've just shared there no I com- completely agree and com- couldn't agree any more than uh that um with, the, with those three things no, amazing amazing i guess um in, so you said before that you've got is it, was it five thousand in five years is the is the target? Um, what is it beyond that? Where do you see working knowledge being or James Lot being um, in the future? Future. So I think in terms of working knowledge as a business, then you know I'm building a business to um, hand over through an employee ownership trust to my employees for them to take to the next level. So James Lot can take a, a business to a certain level. I'm not the per. I'm I'm too entrepreneurial. I'm too too fast for the the next shiny thing and that kind of stuff. And I can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. But I can really see where working knowledge, which is I guess where your question is going, yeah. can continue to support the entrepreneurs of this country to find, retain, progress. Um, the right talent within their organizations to in turn see their businesses thrive. And I think we've got a really important role to play in that actually. Yeah. And then I guess James Lott personally, uh, entrepreneurial spirit, passionate chap. Um, what do you see? What, what's the dream for you? <laughs> um, what's the dream for me? So yeah, I think it, what's the dream for me? Travel. Definitely. You know, um, I want I want to I want to stop doing work in knowledge and then go back out. My my very first job was was connected to overseas development. Um, uh, my wife and I we worked with uh, with with refugees and, and stuff, and um, like to go back and do that sort of thing again. Um, I have four children, and I've got a feeling they might be dotted around the world. My eldest son is in America. And they might be living all over the place and um, uh, to have the opportunity to go and travel and that kind of stuff. My dad, my dad died five years ago, sadly, from, from cancer. But he was working to almost his 80th year with still non-exec providing fantastic value to businesses. And I can't see myself ever stopping. It's just I just love it. You know, just everything. So 
but that whole thing now as as has been taught to us by the pandemic you can be anywhere and work and and um, being able to offer people some value from wherever i might be not sure what that's going to be yet lee but but somewhere down the line yeah no i love that love that so you you mentioned then as well so you've used the word entrepreneur a lot it's that's who you work with um, you've um, referred to yourself as um, having entrepreneurial spirit and stuff. And um, have you always been entrepreneurial yourself? And is that why you've gravitated towards the entrepreneurs um, or not? I think I don't. I don't think I really had a choice. You know, my my dad worked for himself. His dad worked for himself. My brother works for himself. My sister works for herself. You know, just like I. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we I guess that's what we what we do um but I'm like uh and it drives my my wife to distraction you know I'll constantly be looking at the world and thinking well that's why do they do it that way and I, I have scraps of paper and literally backs of envelopes and all this kind of stuff where I just sketch out if I was doing that differently or I bring it up at the bring it up at our our, our tea table and you know, and chat with the kids about what, what you know, oh, I've spotted this today. How would you do that? We were talking about something last night, just like this would be our Glastonbury Festival stall selling this kind of food, don't you think? And how else would we do that? And we just tied around that idea and how much would it cost and all that. Kind of stuff. Do it all the time. Um, I love that. I love, I love that process. Yeah, I love, I love that as well. So what do, you, what do you hope that your four, did you say four children? Okay. Um, what what do you hope that your four or what what are the important lessons of James Lott that you hope your four children have taken from you? Nothing comes to life for free. You know, it's you, you can't sit around waiting it for it to happen to you. And I I hope with all of the four kids, um, my eldest is twenty, and then three teenagers, eighteen, and twins at fourteen they they all earn money um and they have done for some time sometimes they're working for me sometimes you know they're they're working for others um so they learn the value of an hour's work and that's what you get and you choose what you how you spend that money that you've earned and i think that's a really important thing um and um i think this might be one of my teenagers coming now uh, yeah there you go right on cue uh, they, they were listening at the door to see what you were going to say. There we, there we go. That's, that's <laughs> Poppy, my engineer, who's building something for me in the garden while she's not at work because she's got COVID. So she can, so she's working in the garden instead. Um, uh, lost my train of thought now, Lee. What do yeah, I hope that, they have? Yeah. What, um, what, do, what are they? What, are, what lessons do you hope that they've taken from you? And 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 the, and the thing around actively going out and having conversations with people. Um, to help you decide what you don't want to do as much as you do want to do in your in your career as you go forward. Um, my eldest is is in America because he was a uh, an academy footballer. He started at Southampton and then Bristol City, um, and was released in March 2020, right at the point that we went into lockdown and that kind of stuff, and sat around for a few weeks. Not oh, what am I going to do now, and how am I going to forward my career and, and and did have some opportunities for for going to some of the minor clubs in the uk 
I said, well, let's just start talking to people. Well, how will I do that? I'm just like, well, LinkedIn will be a good place to start. How is that possibly going to help me in a football career? Okay, well, let's look at my LinkedIn profiles and see if I know anybody that is connected to, to football. And just go, okay, football, keyword football, you know, what comes up? Loads of people, because loads of people have, okay, so let's narrow it down a bit. Actually working for a football club or in senior management. Oh, I, I know quite a few people that own football clubs. Would they be good for you to talk to, Jago? Just like, yeah, you know, they would be really good to do. Well, that's interesting, man. And do I know any coaches? You know, just like, oh, I do. Look at that. You know, just by chance, you know, through without even working. So if you start communicating with people, within weeks, he was having conversations on over Zoom and, and, and the likes with people all around the world interested to talk to somebody about I've just been released from a British academy system um, and I'm wondering what to do next. And that led to an opportunity at a university in America, which he wouldn't have thought about. And within six, seven weeks, he was on a plane and he's been there ever since, you know, wow. on a full scholarship to university in America. And yes, awesome. So, so, and, and then that has then gone on. He's just gone back actually and over, over Christmas the way the college system works is you then they, they, you have an opportunity to play for a professional club every year. And so he's been using LinkedIn to reach out to all the professional clubs. And he's, you know, he's sat talking to owners and head coaches of, of lots of different professional clubs to go on. You know, it's just like it's there. And then he's doing that. And that's being demonstrated to my other kids. Just like, well, if you want to get on, this is what you can go and do. Yeah, I love that as well, because, I mean, that completely aligned with the three lessons that you shared earlier on for any young person, LinkedIn, learning and passion. Um, uh, so no, no complete, complete synergy. Love it. Love it. Um, what are you having for your tea, James? <laughs> so uh, I, I actually did some prep on this, Lee. <laughs> I'm showing this book. Get oh, this yeah. Book absolutely fantastic so it's called fresh india by mira soda and um i absolutely love this book and there is this in here right so they look yeah. great oh. right so they're they Amazing. are park street catty rolls and they're so easy to do they're basically a, a a nicer version of a wrap or a burrito or something like an indian version of that um and uh that's what we're doing they, they are really good I love the kids love them because they, there's loads of fresh stuff that go in them they're a bit different and they get to roll them up themselves and and uh eat them with their fingers so wow. they tend to eat it yeah amazing amazing one one thing to share with you there james is i think this we're up to about 100 and episode 169 of the podcast something like that now um, and there's been about um, 110 guests that have uh, that, I've, that I've had it, the absolute pleasure of, of of learning from and chatting to, and you're the first one to um, to show me a recipe book, and, and every <laughs> single guest I've asked that question to. So the, uh, the the preparation that you've done for this podcast has has, has been far greater than anybody else's. Uh, so so thank you so much for that. So if, if there's anybody out there, entrepreneurial or young person. That wanted to um, get in contact and to know more about working knowledge, know more about James. Like, where would they go? What would they do? What would they find? Uh, best place, unsurprisingly, Lee is LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, um, mention that you've heard this podcast, and and happy to connect and and answer any questions via there, of course. 
or, or our website if you want to go and look what working knowledge is all about and if you are an entrepreneur or, or a young person looking to launch your career then uh, that's at workingknowledge.org.uk perfect i just want to say um james lot of working knowledge thank you very much from lee horton at get knowledge um have an amazing amazing rest of your day and good luck with everything that you've got going on lee thank you so much i really enjoyed talking to you thanks for everything that you do it's fantastic thanks for listening to business problems solved you can contact lee on linkedin facebook instagram or twitter by searching for lee horton the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.